This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 149 of Tall Boy Radio. Now, we've got a treat for you tonight. We've got a guest who has been clearing out his garage. He wasn't expected to be with us because of the, the mammoth task which faced him, but he's here, God bless him. And we're going to be talking about one of Gaz's favourite expressions. So, without further ado, let's say hello to Gaz and find out what he's drinking this week. Evening, guys. Uh, looking forward to this one. If you did join us for last week World Cup episode, then I'm, I'm glad you're still with us. And this week I am drinking a Brewdog Triple Hazy New England IPA, which is, there you go, look at it, uh, what's it, 9.5% and genuine CBR merch. Very nice. Glass. They, one of the original glasses. I get. And just in case that goes, which it probably will, I'm just on a standard Brumaretti. There you go. So looking forward to this. Love, love this, love the title of the episode. Obviously, more will be revealed later, but looking forward to it. Indeed, indeed. David? Hi, chaps. Hello, everyone, listeners. Yeah, as Adam says, I've had a bit of a busy day. Didn't even, I didn't think I was going to make it. Didn't actually get any beer, so I've just had a look at what I've got around. It's a bit sad. I've got a Bex, a Bex Blue. Oh, you can't see it. Uh, a Bex Blue, which is alcohol-free. I then found something called a Solo alcohol-free Pilsner, but Catherine tells me it's a year out of date. And then I found, <laughs> and then I found, and then I found Catherine pointed me to this premium cider, Copenberg, which Copenberg. I think is quite. I've had it before. That's quite nice. So yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to go for the the Bex Blue to start with, and then I'll decide on the others. Probably give the one a year out of date. A little bit of a swerve would be my advice for you. Yeah. Alcohol-free and a year out of date. It's not got a yeah. lot going for it, has it? It, it really has. I don't know what you've got in your calendar tomorrow, but if you're going to drink that, I'll clear it. <laughs> Just like it will do to your bowels. I was literally about to say that, yeah. <laughs> so, what the fudge? What the fudge is what the fudge about? Well, we just want to share some interesting facts and fun stuff that we can chat about. So, I've got 20 facts in the shape of questions that we're going to be asking these guys and getting their opinion and having a little bit of a chat about it. So, it's a well-known fact that we Brits love a quiz, and the three of us do love a quiz, don't we? So, Dave, just quickly, how would you how would you describe Gaz as a quiz mate? He uh, he knows a lot more answers than I do, that's for sure. Mm. Gaz, how would you describe Dave? Fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a question. Though. I have got a question, though, Ad. Go. On. What you, am I drinking? Really, yeah, what are you drinking? I know, I just realised that, dude. And I, I must admit, I, it's probably because I told you before, I'm not a big fan of this beer, I had it before. So it is a, it's a crossover beer that Salt have done with Seven Clean Seas, and it's called The Final Straw. It is an ocean-saving pale ale. So get along to their website, have a look, www.sevencleanseas.com, 
and have a look. It's that what they're doing is clearing up the ocean for every pack of this beer you buy. It, they donate some money to help get some stuff out of the ocean. So it's a really, really good charity. It's very valid. It's not my favourite salt beer though, if I'm going to be really honest. But five percent pale ale, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So what do they help to go out the ocean? Fish. I'm guessing straws. Give them the name. Final straws. Yeah, no, more plastic. I think the fish are okay where they are for the most part. <laughs> I think they might struggle out the sea. Yeah, yeah, they tend, they tend to do. They tend not to do so well on land. So we'll start off then. Question one. Question one. Okay. How did the Apollo Eleven crew ensure their family's financial security in case they didn't come back? Okay, is that the, is that the one that did come back? That they fixed with a paperclip or something. No, that was Apollo 13. Apollo 11 is the very famous one that landed on the moon. <laughs> I, I refer you to my comment earlier <laughs> yeah. about Dave and Quinn. <laughs> took, took approximately about 40 seconds to prove <laughs> So that wasn't the one with Tom Hanks in the film then? No, no. No. Apollo 11 is the very famous first one on the moon. Neil Armstrong, <laughs> okay. Buzz Aldrin and the other fella. Did they did they take out some form of insurance based on them being stuck on the moon? No, they did something rather unique. So it's for that. I can see where you're coming from. Sorry, I'll get. Let's give you a quick. Oh, here we go. There's going to be a lot of that tonight. Oh, there's going to be plenty of that. Don't you worry. So no, they, they, they didn't. IRS something to do with that? No. What they did, okay. if you if you think about it, so we're talking astronauts. So they signed autographs. So if they were to perish while up there, they left a very small batch of autographs which their families could then sell on and make some money and hopefully secure their future. The good news is they actually came back. But if you were lucky to have one of those autographs now, they're going for around about $30,000 wow. at auction. So, yeah. So it would have worked. It would have been a Pardon? lot more, of course. If they'd have died, yeah. it would have been a lot more. I know, I know. What <laughs> foolish financial investment there that they made by <laughs> continuing to live. And I bet the wives weren't happy. <laughs> Question for another day, that one day. <laughs> I just I just thought, I thought actually, because uh, Gaz is good at quizzes, but he does cheat a lot. You haven't got your phone there, have you, Gaz? There we Listen, go. If Gaz, but, but, if, it's not, but it's not It's not on, it's not. No. You only have to look in the reflection of Gaz's glasses, by the way, when you're watching this. If you're watching this on yeah. YouTube, you can see Normally, sport reflected in those glasses because he has his TV on in like, the background. So if he's you not, let me turn my TV off. No, that no, does, no, that no, does no, look no. like a game of football in the background, guys. No. <laughs> you see it yeah. every week. I was, TV, I was, TV's off. I was, edit, I was editing the video like, last week, I think it was. I was like, Why do his glasses keep glowing green? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you'll be pleased to know now. The reflection should have gone. TV's off. There you go. Happy date. <laughs> Question number two, then. Why were tea bags invented? Okay. Well, the obvious answer is that loose tea just made a mess. <laughs> Clearly not right. Um, <laughs> Correct. But loose tea used to go in those little metal strainer things. Strainer, you yeah. Dip, yeah, you dipped in your, your tea. So it does make a mess, but not if you do it like that. Um, so they could sell it. God, can you, get, you get less tea in a box if you put it in tea bags. You're close, actually, when it comes to sales. So if you wanted someone to try your tea, what is a way you could get people on board? 
get them to buy one tea bag rather than a big box of loose tea. Close. Free samples. So they sent out free samples. Mm. So this fella, his name is Thomas Sullivan, and in 1908, he sent out samples of his tea for people to try. And he put them in little muslin bags. And people wrongly assumed that when they got it, well, I'll just use that in my in my hot water, as I understand uh, it's okay. used to make tea. So they put that the, the little muslin bag in instead of putting it into the tea strainer, which is what he had intended. He just portioned uh. out little single portions for them to try. And people just wrongly assumed that what, that's what they were for. And wow. hence, the tea bag was born. I wonder how it went. I wonder how that that made that jump from people at home trying it to getting back to him. Was he did he like patent it or anything? Well, I'm assuming so. He must have done afterwards. Although, yeah, there must have been some feedback saying, "Oh, those bags were really good. Like, you know, we could drink the tea without getting all the the, the sort of you know the tea leaves all over the place, and it is dead easy." And he's maybe cottoned on and thought, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah, what what else was invented that day then? Tea bagging. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I tell you what, this little bit of equipment will pay for itself in no time. <laughs> <laughs> to question three. So obviously I'm drinking an environmentally friendly beer here in terms of helping to clear the ocean of plastic. How much better for the environment are paper bags than plastic? And how would you put a figure on that? How much better? Infinitely better. <laughs> Almost don't... infinitely better. All right, I'm going to go on the completely the other side of the continuum and say actually not at all. There we go. There we yeah. go. He's, he's, well, well, this that is couldn't the thing. be more wrong then, basically. <laughs> no, as is often the case when we do a quiz. <laughs> so the thing is, you see, the, the way I would view this episode be like a shit episode of QI. <laughs> You're saying I'm no Stephen Fry? I'm saying none of us are Stephen Fry. I think that's a good thing. I don't know. So you, you must have an explanation as to why, because obviously a lot of our listeners will think, sure, like Dave, obviously, surely, mm. you know, plastic bags are infinitely more destructive to the planet than paper bags. So, Yeah. Well, as it just so happens, the production of paper bags emits 70% more pollution uses four times as much energy and they take longer to break down than the their plastic cousins believe you see that that's weird isn't it because you you talk about is it what they call it is it half life or whatever called is it like it, a period of time that it takes for for bags to biodegrade or whatever it's called and and yeah. you, you're just making something that from everything that you've heard that you know in in a thousand years time you're still gonna get all the plastic bags in in the sea or wherever because they they don't they don't biodegrade or whatever. So, the, well, you sort is, of ma- yeah, this is true. But I think one of the things that that supermarkets looked at was a biodegradable option, so that the bags that you originally bought weren't so bad. I mean, what about what about bags for life? I haven't, I haven't got any answers on this one. But does that strike you as just a little bit of money making there? Because I don't see how it stops you from using them. You just get there, realize you forgot to bring it with you, and end up spending thirty p on another one. And it doesn't last for life anyway. They just fall apart. Well, this is true. Although the, I think the idea of a bag for life is what just knack and you take it back and they'll replace it for free. Really? Yeah. I might go around collecting them. <laughs> it's <laughs> selling them outside the supermarket for 20p. <laughs> like a tramp. There's lots of niche, niche market there. What are we? I'm going to go and collect them. All the bags for life, they're knackered. 
You see, guys, this is why he's got his own business and we haven't. You see, you see, he's sw- he is switched on. I'll give him that. He is switched on. He's more switched on than us, and that's not necessarily Watching a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar, to be fair. It is a very low bar. <laughs> so, in the UK, oh, we've got a topical one now. This question four. This is question four, yeah. Right, question four. Is- it's topical. It's topical. In the UK, what is the average age of someone who has died from COVID nineteen compared to the average age of someone who has perished from not having COVID nineteen? Died of COVID or with COVID? I have either figures. You can give either. Uh, died of COVID. Average age is going to be quite high. I'm going to say died. Of COVID, I'm going to say 68 with COVID, 32. Oh, I pressed the wrong button, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> couldn't resist, <laughs> couldn't resist. No, so that's what I would have thought. What about yourself, Gaza? Died of COVID, 28. Died with COVID, 72. No, and this is the interesting fact here. So, and this is from the UK Office of Statistics, okay? So the average age of someone who died and that death involved COVID, 80.4, yeah? The average age of someone who died of COVID, 80.6. And the average age of someone who's just perished, 80.2. There's not much of a difference is the honest answer, but what that would imply I would suggest is those who have perished for the most part were in the latter stages of their life. Yeah. So yeah, but ironically, the average age of someone who has died with or of COVID is higher than the average age of someone who's just simply perished. But more or less, all three figures are the same. Pretty. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it, it's not a game changer. Do you know what I mean? It's not a game changer in any single way. But when I'm we're not, we're not drawing any conclusions from that. We're just saying it's not what you would expect given the information that's out there. No, no, not at all. Clearly, as I was so wrong yet again. Indeed, we won't be putting that in our notes because we don't get flagged again. (laughs) Right, here's here's a question for you. Question five. So my cousin Joe, which I believe you both met. Yeah. He probably just doesn't remember, but I'm pretty sure he will have done. Kids christening and what have you. Yeah. Uh, He's got twin girls, Rosa and Clara. Years from now, they have children. Okay, we're looking at the future. What relation would a DNA test show those children to be to each other? The twins' children's. Twins' child and child. All right, I'll go for the obvious one, just to get uh, uh, sisters. It's correct. Ah, well, yeah. Well, that's very... You, you, you would think, but you would think cousins initially, you know, wouldn't you? Yeah. That, that, the obvious answer would be, so, for example, myself and Sid, we both have and they are cousins or such. But if me and Sid were twins and we had then, obviously, DNA-wise, then they would be... I was going to say... I was going to say something like half-sister or something, but I'm not quite sure how that would work. But, yeah. Well, think about it, though. Think about your own kids. They've got two different parents that aren't genetically related. Mm -hmm. But if you did a DNA test on your kids, it would show that they're sisters. So you take the next generation down, it's the same principle, isn't it? If I did a DNA test on my son and daughter, it would show that they were siblings. Is that what you're telling us? Is this is this the yeah. outland? This is the outlandish remark. <laughs> no, no, yes, but then if you if you if you to go down a generation, 
then right here <laughs> on Tallboy Radio. <laughs> okay. I know what I'm trying to say, and the <laughs> listeners know what I'm trying to say. They're with me, or they're rooting for me. I can hear them banging the table and rooting for me. They, yeah, they just... are rooting for you, yeah. 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 So, but, but it, it, that's just clearly not the case because the cousins, unless they're actually, unless their parents are twins, then actually legally they are cousins. So, this, yeah, this is it. So, for a legal purpose, yes, they are cousins because they are the the offspring of your sibling. Uh, your offspring. <laughs> oh God, you've got me confused. <laughs> your child, my children, they are the offspring of my brother. They are cousins. Now, if Mark and I, as Gaz said, or John and I were to be twins, then they would still be cousins. However, because identical DNA, yeah. twins share exactly the same DNA pattern to you know round about one hundred percent. It's not exactly one hundred percent, funnily enough, but it's pretty damn close. Or maybe it's hundred. I forget. But the bottom line is that, yeah, it would give them the same. Yeah. Then here's a question for you, and I haven't got an answer for it, but this would be interesting to hear Dave's opinion of it. So <laughs> two identical twins marry two identical twins. That's happened. And yeah, and then they have children. What What? What would that show? What the fudge? Yeah, what the fudge would that show as a DNA test? Well, they're, they're just, they'd still be brothers and sisters, wouldn't they? Well, yes, or or would they indeed show as identical? Because yeah. identical and identical parents mm-hmm. produce an offspring, so they've yeah. got the same DNA mix. Although, would it be a different mix of that? Because would there be a different combination? Because would one mm-hmm. be would they would would the would the the offspring take would one of the offspring take perhaps let's say the left-handed characteristic of a mother and the right-handed characteristic of the father, and then the other offspring might be switched around. I don't know. Not Indeed. sure. Well, you don't know, but you laughed at me when I didn't know, didn't you? We, laughed at, we laughed at you, Dave, because you said, my children are brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, but that was just explaining the way that the genetics works. I'm, yeah. I'm almost certain, though, that, that everybody got that. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, Kath. Because I, I, I vaguely remember reading somewhere that there was, there, there was a, effectively, what we've just said, there, a set of identical twins that grew up and they then married a pair of identical twins, mm-hmm. and obviously then they and, and and I can't remember it. it I, I don't remember what in what context I was reading. It probably popped up on like social media or something. And I just thought, oh wow, that's like that's pretty weird. But then I suppose you extrapolate that and think, well, what would their kids be like? And taking the logic that you've just mentioned, that they would be identical. Their DNA would be identical, mm-hmm. wouldn't they? So if you've got the identical DNA to somebody, yeah, but but the blend could be different. The blend could be different. So the blend of your your mother's and your father's DNA can be different. So if you think about it, John and I have the same DNA that's gone into us. Obviously, you know we both have the same mother and father. However, the blend is different, and we match to around about fifty percent. Yeah, I forget what the exact figure is. It's around about fifty percent. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if anybody out there is listening and knows the answer to that question, you haven't turned off this episode yet. <laughs> email in. Email in. And well done. Them. Yeah, well done. First of all, well done. What are you thinking of? Second of all, email in and we'll we'll send some kind of prize out if you can answer that correctly. Doesn't even have to be correct, bro. It just needs to be believable. <laughs> the most plausible answer. <laughs> yeah, the most feasible answer wins. Dave, don't bother replying. <laughs> so here's question number six 
I know Dave likes his wrestling and he's wishing he would have joined the football episode now instead. Question number six. Who is arguably the most famous of all the wrestlers in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Big Daddy. The American Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Can I say the obvious? Go on then, Dave, you go first. I'll go for the obvious answer then. Hulk Hogan. I'll give you a clue. He was six foot four. Hulk Hogan. Uh, he's tallest. He's actually yeah, actually Hulk Hogan is six foot four now due to back operations. Hulk Hogan in his time was six foot seven, but this guy six foot four. I think you just yeah. Obviously, I don't have that detail. I mean, you're telling me the height of somebody after their back operation. I I can't even name people. <laughs> right. Do I do I know this person? Adam? Yes, you both will know this person. I'll give. Do you want me to give you yeah, his win uh, ratio? Yeah. Two hundred ninety-nine wins out of three hundred. Did he lose his first or his last one? I don't know. See, the guy that I would think I'd be taller than that. Go on. And I've definitely heard of him. You 100% will have heard of him. Thunderpants. Pardon? Thunderpants. I'm just saying random words now. Thunderpants. Are you thinking of Thunderlips? If that was a wrestler, yeah, exactly. Well, he was in Rocky, and he was played by Hulk Hogan. So... I, can't I, don't suppose, I, don't suppose, I don't suppose you've got his walk-on music there, have you, dude? I haven't got his walk-on music, but I can give you a final clue if it helps. Yes, please. He was the president of the USA at one point. Lyndon, somebody. <laughs> hey, Gaz, I'll give you a point if you just name a president. <laughs> of <the state>. Roosevelt. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> Reagan. Oh, so he was six foot four. So think of a very tall president. Who was the tallest president? I don't know. Who was the one that was shot? Kennedy. He was shot, but not Kennedy. <laughs> he was shot on the same day as Kennedy, 100 years before, actually. Ah, so now, okay, right, right. That, that makes it so much easier. Mm. He, was oh, shot by, he was shot by John Wilkes Booth, for anybody who knows their history. Actually, that name rings a bell. Mm. Oh, God, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't think back. History was a long time ago. Was it four score and seven years ago? Really? Was it him? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Really? Abraham Lincoln? No. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Lincoln. You said just about everybody else, but no, oh. you didn't. Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. That's utterly bizarre. Yeah, but he was before, obviously, he was president. He was a wrestler. He's not going to do it afterwards, obviously, because of how it ended, but I apologise for that joke. It was inappropriate. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to sound stupid now. Do you want me to say it, it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll text to you that you <laughs> No, was it? The only reason was, was that I watched, I watched a Wales game, football game in the World Cup, and obviously I mentioned that last week but I'm sure they said that it was Abraham was Abraham Lincoln's great great grandfather was Welsh or something like that you might be right yeah but if you if you think about it, and this is interesting obviously I've got American lineage in my family and when you do a DNA test knowing that you've got to keep in mind that all those people who are in the USA now unless like myself, where you have Cherokee heritage or other Native American heritage, 
it's going to go back to the different European countries that people migrated there from in the 1600s when it, you know, or whenever it was that the, the, the ships went over there, maybe a little earlier. But certainly when they settled there, it was a country settled by Europeans, yeah. Brit, you know, and Brits and Irish as well. So, yeah, he, he may very well have had Welsh lineage in his family. I certainly I'm, wouldn't be surprised for that to I'm, be the case. I'm sure, I'm sure when, I'm sure when Wales were playing, they mentioned that Wales had given America and they were going on about various people in Hollywood. And then they said, and they've also given them like two or three presidents. And Abraham Lincoln's like great, great grandfather or great, great, great grandfather was Welsh or something like that. So, you know, he's something you hear from me, he's just like, oh, and he just sticks in. So whether it, whether it was him or they're talking about uh, another American president, but I, I'm sure it, I'm sure it was him. Obviously, again, I might be wrong there, but. If we yeah, go well, back and listen to last week's, we'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll no doubt have that information last week. We just can't recall it right about now. So, question number seven The moon gets 1.48 inches further away each year, and it is currently 250,000 miles away as we speak. How close was it when it was formed? Very. It was closer. I'll give you that one. <laughs> it bounced off the earth, didn't it? God. <laughs> I'm going to suggest probably not, no. Because we all know, we all know from when we had Ken on, the moon is hollow. So surely. Well, that bounced like a football then. No, it wouldn't. It, the, the moon probably isn't hollow in all likelihood. And, it, and were it to hit the earth, it would be a little bit more devastating <laughs> than you're predicting. Um, might have just been a glancing blow. It could have been, but I still think that would be quite impactful. I'm sort of, yeah, I'm, I don't know, so is it on an, an elliptical? Yeah, good. So, yeah, so it's slowly moving further yeah. away, yeah. I'll tell you, because, you know, you're never going to guess it, but, it, you know, it's for, at the time, it was 14,000 miles away at its point of formation, which... Still wow. seems a long way away, but considering its distance now, can you imagine looking up to the sky and seeing how big that would look? But it's been 14,000 miles, so what's that? that? It's about the circumference of the Earth, around about that number. Um, no. No, I think, is that around about 9,000? I don't know. There you go. Email no. Email us no, if, you, if you've made it this far. How, <laughs> we'll double, it we'll has, double your I, money. No, I'm sure, because how far is away is like... Australia or whatever, I'm sure that that's like thousands of miles away, isn't it? 40,000 kilometres. What's that? Circumference of the Earth. 40,000? Well, 40,000 would be about 34. Don't know. Yeah. It was, it was close, let's put it that way. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> so question number eight then. So, Tiddy and China, quick shout out to them as well, because they're starting their new podcast journey very, very soon with the one the only Johnny Simo, so we're looking forward to hearing on that's going to be. To that, yeah. Forget what the name of the podcast is going to be, some like unwoke and unapologetic. So that should be quite an interesting one. <laughs> I think we know they're not going to take any prisoners on that. So, question eight: Tinian China's home state of Oklahoma has what as its state vegetable? Is it is it a common vegetable that we would know in England? Or have I got to go something a bit like a, a gourd or something? I would say it is not a common vegetable. Okay. Oh, no. I know uh, an aubergine. No. 
Is it a root vegetable? <laughs> it's not even a vegetable. Is it a fruit? It is a fruit. In my opinion, you can tell me I'm wrong. Cucumber. It isn't, but I'm going to give you that because it is the watermelon, which is a relative, a distant relative of the cucumber. It's just a fat cucumber, isn't it? It is a fat cucumber. <laughs> it is. Have you ever tried cucumber with a little bit of sugar on it? No. You're banging on about this again. I am. You mentioned this before, dude. I haven't yet, but... Try it. It doesn't taste unlike watermelon. Oh, no. Who was it? It was... Who was it? Was it... What is one of... Was it Todd? Or somebody in oh, America? No. T- it, t- or t- am I, what am I thinking of? Todd puts reload rub on his cucumbers. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure they, I'm sure they said like... Anyway, yeah, I'm, no, I haven't anyway. I'm sure that... No, I haven't, so... No, honestly, I promise you, it does taste eerily like it. Does it taste exactly the same? No, but it tastes similar, okay? Try it. Okay. But yeah, so the, the watermelon, because it... And, and for that reason, the guy declared, because it was a distant relation of the cucumber, that they therefore could have it as a as their state vegetable. So, Dave, I think you've earned a point on that one. Yeah, although isn't a cucumber a fruit? I don't know, no. Like a tomato. Oh, I tell you what, and you've got seeds of... in it. It's got seeds in it, so it's a fruit. Yeah, you're probably right there. You're probably can have, right. Can I have another point? Is that the definition of a fruit, then? It's got seeds in it. Oh, the, the finger was on the button, then. <laughs> Just give me a point. So, it's about 4-0 to me. I don't think it is. Question is number pl- nine. Is a, is a plumber fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got, so it's got, a, it's got a stone. It has got a stone, which is a... Is the, but that is its seed, though, isn't it? I did say it was one. No, it's a stone. Yeah, but you plant that stone and it grows from it. Yeah, it's a seed. Mm. Yeah. 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 Do bananas have seeds? Yeah. Bananas are berries, though, aren't they? And they do have seeds in them. Mm. Here's, I'll tell you a fact about bananas as well. Actually. Oh, here we go. He's got to go in. The, the bananas you buy... <laughs> the bananas you buy in the supermarket are seedless. They've got the little black bits where the seeds used to be okay, but they're all cloned from the original batch because obviously they're seeds, you can't grow them. So it's a clone of that plant. So they all come from the same... I'm awarding myself a point for that. Well done. Yeah, so so they all come from the same plant originally. So it doesn't matter which supermarket you go to either. I'm going to have to think of a fruit now. I haven't got any seeds in it just to... I can't again. I think we could call. It. So, you know, guys, this is this is one for you because bear in mind, we just guested on Happy Hour. Where is Mordor? Come on, come Middle on, Earth. Where? Middle Earth. <laughs> Middle Earth's fictional. So, where's the actual Mordor? Oh. It's oh, a real okay. place. Okay. Africa. <laughs> on Earth. No. <laughs> it is in the solar system. Is in the Milky Way, in Orion's belt. To my knowledge, no. Is oh, uh, well, uh, let's say it is Saturn. <laughs> no, it's in Charon, which is one of the moons that orbit Pluto. I was going to say Pluto. Well, I'll have given you a point for that. So yeah, it is a. It appears to the eye to be blood red. Anyway, which is why they decided to call it Mordor. Just while we're at right, this is a really tenuous link now. Go right? on. But we were watching The Wheel with Michael McIntyre at the weekend. And the, do you know what the question was for him to win, like, the, the base of the jackpot? And they were talking about, is it Saturn's spot or whatever it is, not Saturn's spot, like Pluto's ring or 
black, black spot. What is it? See, is it I can see? Is it like a volcano? Is it a storm or something else? And it's like, well, it's a storm, isn't it? It's just an ever perpetuating storm. Jupiter, yeah. Jupiter, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he got it right. And it's just like, but there was the, it was like a sea, a sea, a volcano, a storm. And I can't remember what the fourth answer was. And to be fair, this bloke went, well, it's a gas planet, so there's no sea and, and it, there's no this, and there's no volcano, so it's a storm. And he, and he won like 98 grand or something. I was like, yeah, hell. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, that's fine. Don't expect those kind of prizes for sending in your answers to Talkboy Radio, though, just to be clear. <laughs> question number 10. As I'm reading this, I've got a funny feeling that I'm actually reusing this question. I think we used it when we were taking on the designated quizzes the first time around, which, as a point of disclosure, Dave Gaz was not on. So what was the Canary Islands named after? I'm going to let Gaz go first, because he needs the uh, points. Um, I <laughs> think the bird was named after the island. Dave? Oh, I think the island was named after the bird. I told you, it's like a shit version of QI. Neither are right. But you said which one was it. Yeah, and if you had any any oomph about your lad, if it was only spunking you, you would have challenged me on that and said neither. <laughs> I didn't know it was that type of quiz. <laughs> it's always that type of quiz when I'm involved, young man. So, yeah, Canary Eye Inchalai in Latin actually means Isle of Dogs. Not I love dogs. I do love dogs, but Isle of Dogs. Okay. So it's named after dogs, the island. There's nothing to do with a canary, which is not named after that, as far as I know. Don't ask me if it is. You see, this, you didn't mention the big trick questions in here. That's not. Question, yeah, question number 11. Could this be a trick question? What can we do to repair the ozone layer? I was having a conversation with the kids about this the other day. I can't remember what it was there. Other than me not understanding science, oh, right. Um, so, right. Like there is you can't you can't because it isn't a layer. I can give you a point. The point is, it actually doesn't need repairing. Mm, there is yeah. absolutely no need to repair the ozone layer because it repairs itself. Mm. And since we banned chlorofluorocarbons, CFCs, it is no longer in danger. And in about fifty years, it should be fully repaired. That's good news, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But this is, yeah, I mean, this, the, this is the conversation I remember with the kids, and they said, yeah, but it's not that that's causing the planet to heat up. I can't no. remember what they said. I don't well, know. Yeah, because back in the day, it was using loads of CFCs was polluting the ozone, which meant that it's deteriorating the ozone, which meant more of the sun's harmful rays are getting through the ozone, which meant that effectively, because it travels one way but not out the other way, it's like the greenhouse effects of when something comes, all the stuff comes in, but then can't release back into atmospheres we just keep sort of perpetuating around in our atmosphere hence why we're warming up sort of didn't quite get it if i'm honest but <laughs> science for you there folks science all uh, right we've had we've had science question number 12 is maths just to say i got, Dave, I got that right again, didn't i i got that one right again that last one yeah you're on too well done yeah <laughs> you did more than you mate listen yeah, absolutely I, I should tell you at this point i haven't bothered keeping score so it's just <laughs> i have <laughs> at the end, you know gonna... Dave's got a little tick sheet at the end and he's going to go like at the end and go see, yeah. told you yeah, this, this is after he accused you of cheating at the start <laughs> I'm, I'm not cheating he says looking at his phone <laughs> so here's a question and, then. And, I'm... And I'm not cheating just, I just automatically know that the, the, the circumference is 36 yeah, yeah. Or whatever, mile, whatever it was miles whatever it was indeed 
to question number 12. Now, a bit of a novelty for Gaz, actually, this, because we've got someone on the podcast who's older than he is, which is absolutely not, not being the oldest. So, But we are all roughly the same age. So are we older or younger than the average age of someone on Earth right now? So the average age of Earth, of people we on Earth, rather. We are younger. Older. We are younger. <laughs> We are yeah, we're living in an aging generation. Oh, I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> Dave was right, actually. This one the average age of someone on earth right now is 32. Yeah, told you yeah. we're older than waiting yeah. for babies. You see, I thought, see, I, thought we, I thought everyone was saying that it's an aging population and that everybody is getting older, and therefore people living longer, and therefore the average age is higher. No. The average age is higher, but we are growing at a very, very rapid rate. So while we're on that subject, question number 14, or 13 even, I forget where we're on it, just how fast is the population growing? This, this therefore, might answer your question, Gaza. And it does kind of prove both points in, in one way or another. It, it's, right, not, so it's not growing that fast. We've almost plateaued as a population on the planet. We're not far off plateauing. Do you believe, is that the case? Uh, yeah, because we're not we're not having as many babies anymore. Mm. And if you did have two babies, what relation would they be to each other? <laughs> Depends if they got the same parents. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but if, if shared one, they shared one parent. There'll be some form of sibling. So yeah, so how how fast is it going? So how many? In other words, how many people are dying every day, and how many people are being born every day? There's more people being born every day than dying every day so that is correct it's, it's not a big difference i think there is a two percent difference in the number of people being born compared to the number of people dying I go three, more people i go three percent there at the moment so as we speak today when today ends 55.3 million people will perish which is quite a large amount People, That's I think we could agree. Yeah, it really is quite a, a frightening statistic when you think about it. However, they will be replaced by 115 million babies. So really? three percent really? was closer then. Well, it was closer. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was closer. <laughs> In other words, it was less wrong. Did you say 53 million are going to die, and they're replaced by 115? Yeah, 55.3 replaced by 115. Yeah, every day. Every day. Wow. I know, it's a lot, isn't it? Oh, so people with strict math might actually say the population is almost doubling, but actually that is not. No, no, that's oh. <laughs> very shit maths would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, right. Okay. What population of the planet then? About three billion, is it? Something like that. Six, six and a half billion. Six, like. six and a half billion, is it? Mm-hmm. I think it's over seven, isn't it? Oh, maybe it's growing a bit, yeah. 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 Well, we, we, we know that it is. Fifty million new people every day. That's that. yeah. right. It's, this is a question that's going to bamboozle you now. Okay. Eight, bil- eight billion people, by the way. Eight this, billion. There you go. We want to get the facts right for our listeners. This just in. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave's on his computer. <laughs> yeah, Dave's on his computer again after accusing Gaz at the very start. But the difference is, I'm only doing it after the answers have been given. Well. If you get this one right, I might get suspicious. So question number 14. I'm in the air. How many people do you have to have in a room 
before there's a better than 50% chance that two of them share the same birthday. Now, there's a thinker. Oh, I know this. It's quite low. How many people in a room? Yeah. It's be, it, the, the maths the math is... 365 days in a year, so 365 birthdays. Let's forget leap years for this. Yeah, but the then you go, yeah, you go, you go, the maths goes something like one in 365, then two in 180, then three in 90, four in 45, and it gets quite small quite quick, and it's something like 25 or something. I'm going to give him that one, because 23 is the answer. That's pretty close from the man who doesn't Google stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive, Dave. Yeah. But yeah, he's quite right, and actually he was quite close with his explanation of it as well. So if you're in the room with somebody else, so say you, yourself and Dave, ignoring the fact that you're born on the 7th and the 7th and the 5th and the 5th, there is a 1 in 365 chance that you're going to share a birthday if you're just in the room with a stranger. So obviously there's a 364 out of 365 chance that you have different birthdays. You bring another person in and you multiply that by 363 out of 365 and that goes on and on and on until the point where there's 23 people in the room where there is a better than 50% chance two people share the same birthday. That's bizarre and it's called the birthday paradox. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that before? Because you would assume that... Again, shit. You man. need 180. Mm. Yes, yeah, that you would need effectively half of the year to make sure that then you've got a better than 50% chance. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Just if you think about that in terms of, say, let's let, you know, Facebook, for example. So you have, I don't know, what, 500 friends on your Facebook page, yeah? So there's going to be days where it's just one or two, but some days you're looking through, you know, I wish six or seven people a happy birthday. So the odds of that, when you think about it, is kind of yeah. down to that that paradox, I suppose. Yeah. Although if there's 500 people in a room, you pretty much guarantee bang on the two of them the same birthday. Question 15. How long does it take a pot of honey to expire? Pot of honey to expire. Pot of honey. Is the lid still on? The lid is well, it can be on or off. I'll let you decide. What's expire um, mean? Go off. Go bad. Right, okay. It probably doesn't. It just turns into something else. It just crystallizes. It will crystallize on top. But no, you're quite right. Honey does not go off. Do you know why? It's basically oil, isn't it? I suppose. Pretty similar. Um, it's, something to do, it's something to do with the chemistry of its molecular oxidize. <laughs> doesn't oxidize or something. Doesn't something to doesn't include oxygen. You've, you've, you're very close there, actually. It is a perfect chemical composition in terms of nothing can live inside of it. So if nothing can live inside it, which includes bacteria, it means it cannot spoil. Yes, it might crystallise on top when you leave the lid off. However, the actual product itself, it will not go off. It is a perfect chemical composition because, you know, you can't get bacteria growing inside it which or... or you can't have an earthworm in there. It, it, it will. It, it just won't. It won't live in there. Well, that's why yeah. bees have been around for millions of years, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. That is why necessarily bees have been around for millions of years. <laughs> necessarily, it's a bold statement, and I like it. <laughs> well, they're never that, getting hungry, are they? They don't. Well, no, they're not. But they are in bees. We know again a little bit endangered while we're on the old whatever you call it trail looking after things eco-friendly yeah eco-friendly that's the phrase i was, I was thinking economical but that's not right <laughs> killing bees but didn't, they, not... but didn't they say that 
Yeah, again, something sticks in my mind. Bees are, didn't they say? And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. If we don't have bees, then the earth goes to ratchet. Because bees basically, and obviously that they didn't actually say that, but I'm sure they said they because are they like the mass pollinators and stuff, and and therefore, yeah, without them, that's right. Have you seen a bee movie? I've seen a few bee movies. But I'm not sure, I was going to say see a few yeah. bee movies. Yeah, you never watched it with the kids. Bee movie. It's a good movie. No, yeah. I'm not seeing that one. It's all yeah. about. It's all about. It's all about that flowers. All the flowers yeah. die. Okay. I'm sure, the, I'm the bees sure go on strike to do with, yeah huh? they, they're the mass pollinators and stuff and without them then yeah earth goes to ratchet because you, you don't get different things moving across areas and they don't get pollinated in different places and therefore life doesn't perpetuate or something I'm sure I read that somewhere but science and nature, Tomboy Radio, get it here that's it yeah absolutely right here on Tallboy Radio what I will say, actually, just as a point of interjecting, I said at the start, this beer wasn't great. I've got to be honest, it's actually not too bad. It's hoppier than I remember. I'm actually quite enjoying it, so I apologise. <laughs> so, Salt, if you started listening and turned off in disgust, tune back in. Enjoyed it. Question number 16. Who has won the most Oscars? Oh, dear. Are you Okay. I am. Does it include ones that were taken away after? don't know that they've lost any. Okay, I'm going to go for that composer fella, John, what's his name, who did all the Star Wars music. John um, Williams? Yeah. John Williams. Oh. Right. More prolific than him. Do you want to know how many he won? Yeah. yeah. 26. Charlie Chaplin. No. It can't. He was can't, nominated it... 59 times. Okay, right. Did you say he then? I did. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. Don't think it's an actor. It must be. That's why I went to the composer because actors. The filmmaker or yeah, or director Spielberg. Howard Shaw. Walt Disney. You're Walt on Disney. the right path. Yeah. You're on the right path. Yeah. Twenty-six Oscars. That's not a bad little haul, is it? Wow. Right. Do you actually know what? It might sound obvious. Do you actually know what he got them for? Mainly cartoons. <laughs> Is it screen, <laughs> screenplays or directing or what? I, I, I genuinely don't know. There's that was more the lines I was going down, Dave, yeah, as opposed to. Yeah. You, Mickey no Mouse Stephen. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some Mickey Mouse cartoons he used oh, yeah. to do. You're no Stephen Fry, are you, Adam? I am no Stephen Fry, no. I am no Stephen Fry. And Stephen Fry will rest easy in his bed tonight knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> the first sort of exploration of the answer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, he doesn't know because people. He's got owls asking, uh, working out the answers for him. He said it himself. So, is Tallboy Radio the home of ultra crepidarians? Ultra crepidarians. Mm. <sighs> yes. No. Do you know what an ultra crepidarian is? It, it's somebody that fears something. Well, Gaz is right. No, an ultra-crepidarian is someone who voices opinion beyond an, an area that is beyond their expertise. So I think oh. we can prove categorically tonight that that is the case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that must be virtually everybody, though. Well, I don't know. Some people... Or does it mean you pretend that you do know when you don't? And Well, I think it's people who are... Yeah, I guess, I guess it's... 
I guess it's a grey area, isn't it? Yeah, because any time you answer a question about anything, I have an opinion, that would make you one of those ultra-crepidarians. Yeah. That's it, yeah. So we, either way, we're definitely the home of ultra-crepidarians. I was right to award the point to Gaz. Question 18, and this, this is going to seem like it's geared straight for Gaza as well, actually. Oh, it's a fix. Which NFL team oh, is the only one to have a plant for its logo? We kind of start shouting them out and hope we get before Gaz. I'll just think of them. Yeah. I'll think of it. Um, Green, Bay Pack, Green Bay Packers. <coughs> Philadelphia Cheese. That's the Eagles. Last, Eagles. Time I, last time I checked, an Eagle is not a plant. Okay. On that basis, I'm not going to go for Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you could be insulting a lot of people there, dude. They've got quite a large fan base. That's about the extent of my American football knowledge. It's it's a tough one. I must admit, I read it and went, mm, yeah, it kind of San, makes sense. But San I wouldn't Francisco, have got it. San Francisco Raiders. What they no, well, San Francisco with the 49, and that was named after oh, the, yeah. the, the gold rush of 1849 in that area. Right. Oh, gas froze. Or is he really thinking hard? I think he's I think he's froze actually. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like he's thinking quite hard. Oh, oh he's no, back. he's back. He's back. I'm froze. assuming I'll know who it is, Ad. You well, there's only thirty two teams. Are there any yeah, are, there, yeah. are there any of those thirty two you haven't heard of? No. Then yes, you will know it is. The Steelers. No. The Steelers are named after well, it's named after metal office for the most part. Steel, obviously. Boston Red Sox. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that baseball? It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, do we get a point for that? No, for, no, for you don't. Baseball. You don't for, for knowing that socks are a flower. No. <laughs> Does Boston have an NFL team? They well, no, they don't. They have the new. There's the New England Patriots, which is in, in that area. And no, before you say Patriots, not flowers. Saints. What's What's the Saints? It is. Yeah, it's the Fleur de Lis. So. If you're familiar with sort of French royalty, which obviously Louisiana was once owned by the French, obviously hence the name Louisiana, King Louis of France, the fleur de lis, which is on the helmet, is actually a stylized lily. Oh. Well, there you go. And we should read nothing into gas freezing for 15 seconds, then coming back with the right answer. Don't know he's frozen in that mode now, and that's one. Of, that's the screenshot I'm going to use for the promo when we stick it out on. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. There's some good ones coming through. <laughs> So, question number 19. This could be your opportunity here now, Dave, to win back some points if Gaz has indeed frozen in his very Frodo-like pose. I'm already in front anyway. Well, yeah. How many different words feature in Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham? Is that a book or an animation? Well, both technically, I suppose, but it was originally a book by Dr. Seuss. Number of words or different words? Different words, it's probably really low, isn't it? Or is it one of those that's really high? 28. It is. <coughs> it's more than that. 48. I'll give you that. It's actually 50. Ah, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's 50. And the reason why it's 50 is because his editor, Theodore Gassel, bet him, and I probably pronounced his name horribly wrong, and I apologise for that, bet him that he couldn't do it, that he couldn't write a book using 50 words. Are you familiar with Dr. Seuss? Is he the, yeah, stripy guy? Or is that something else? Stripy guy. Is he red and white? <laughs> Dr. Dr. Seuss was an author. Dr. Seuss is the author. Okay, is, there the cat? is there a cat in it? The, there's the cat in the hat is probably the most famous one, who, ah, did, yeah. have, who did have a, a stripy hat. 
There we go then. That's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so he wrote a number of books. I'll be honest with you, I love them. And I read them all to my to, well, to Matilda when she was in the womb. And she, interestingly enough, is a big fan of them now. Ah. She loves, she loves, especially like I say there, the cat and the hat. She loves green eggs and ham. And she loves and she loves all that kind of stuff, to be honest with you. So let's see if we can get Gaz back on the call now for the last question. I suspect he's been Googling while he's been away. Yeah, well, he can't he can't pull back four points in the last round, can he? Well, possibly not, possibly not. It's about the Simpsons. So if the Simpsons age normally, how old would Bart Simpson be right now? Forty-four. <laughs> It's not right, but it's close enough. 42. Oh, that's pretty close. So he was 10 when it first started, 32 wow. years ago. So Bart Simpson uh, should be 42. Yeah, I thought he was 12 when he started. No, 10. He's a 10-year-old boy. What would be interesting is how old he would be if you took into account every day. If so, either it fits an episode during a day and then there's a night and then there's a day and then there's a night and then you look at actually within the cartoon how old he'd be because he must be about about 100 or something by now. But <laughs> so it was real life. So it was real. If you did back-to-back episodes, it was real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, yeah, just... yeah, that's a question. Would it be more or less? I don't know. It's got to be more, surely. Well, there's, there's what thirty, what thirty episodes in a season, twenty-eight episodes in a season, something like that. And, yeah. And and, and oh, I don't, know. I don't really care either, to be honest with you. But be, <laughs> if you do know, if you do know, guess what? Let us know. Let us know. So that brings us to a close. Have you enjoyed that? Did you enjoy that little bit of a quiz? Oh, I love a good quiz. Oh, I love a quiz, especially when I win. <laughs> <laughs> he's an optimist he is he's an optimist that's why we love him so that brings us to a close what we're doing at the moment just to let our listeners in behind the microphone we are recording a couple of episodes a night at the moment when we're recording well when i say a night i mean a week obviously because we always take christmas off so if you're going to wonder why dave is the last guest that you're going to see this side of the new year well god Damn me, you're blessed to have him anyway. But that is the reason why. It's just easier to do it logistically. Well, don't you worry, we've got guests lined up for the new year. And we've got other stuff lined up for the new year in between. So, folks, thank you for listening is what I'm going to say. Thank you for indulging in this level of stupidity when we asked what the fudge. But, Gaz, Dave, have you got any questions for me then before we go? The only question I have, and it relates to a couple of those certificates, behind you on the wall yes when's the next one dude when's the next one we need to pull our fingers out because the plan was originally to do it in october and i've had a few messages off mr mark weaver saying come on let's get it done let's get it done yeah so the plan is we're gonna as we've stated on here a few times aren't we we're gonna raise some money to get radway club in all sage kitted out so that disabled arts players can play in there and then we're going to hold a tournament get some prize money up for grabs where Disabled players can play against able-bodied players and, you know, everybody can just celebrate the fact that our differences make us more the same. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to raise some money by having another go at a Guinness World Record. So at the same time as doing some good, we can indulge our egos and get another certificate on the wall here behind me. But yeah, the plan is, I think, 
we're probably, I think Gaz and I are going to get our heads together and get something organised over the Christmas period. Yeah. And we're going to get something sorted, I would suggest, from mid to late February. Yeah. yeah that's that sounds good. Sort of re- relatively early. I had a couple of lads, obviously, on our darts team that, that were asking, because originally, as I said, it was going to be October, and they were like, oh, yeah, bang up for it, and we'll definitely do it. And, you know, quite a few of the lads that, that, that did the last one. So um, we, we know we've got the interest there in terms of, actually completing it definitely i think we just need to and and i know radway are putting in various things in terms of disabled toilet facilities and that and i think that that almost completed now so if we can get it done then you know we, hopefully we can we can be able to hold a tournament in there sort of sooner or later so yeah yeah i think that's the plan so if we can if we can get the guinness world record started and kicked off and done in february and then we can look maybe in the summertime at getting yeah. some form of tournament in there. Obviously, the, the challenge has been is getting all the players together, eight people with very, very sort of busy lives. Well, seven, I don't do a great deal. But, you know, the, the other people are quite busy. We, we, we will get that sorted for you folks. We've talked about it. We promised that, you know, it's actually over a year, you know, Gaza, since we went up to is the it? Disabled Arts World Cup. Yeah, it was it was September 2021 when we went up and we, we you know, we went up to Scotland. And, what a good weekend know, that was. It was a belter, absolute belter. Let's let's gloss over the people getting lost on trains and move on quickly before before we go down that dodgy route. Dave, any questions? Just a quick one. I've got time to talk about it. Just a quick one. Who's top of the Premiership at the moment? Arsenal, the mighty mighty Arsenal top, top of the of Premiership. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Is it going to last? Is it going to last? No, I don't think so. If I'm really honest, I, I should City be more. City aren't doing mint now. No, I just wobble, but. They are, but I just feel they, they've got a little bit more strength and depth in their squad that when we sort of hit those winter months, we've got a few World Cup hangovers, which everybody's going to have. I just I just feel we might end up getting pipped to the post. But for me, it's more important that we are competing for it. And actually, yeah. I still say we've got a realistic chance of winning it, but I, I am not getting carried away just yet. But thank you. Thank you for asking that question. So I hope you've enjoyed this one, folks. A little bit different. We like to do a, f- a few fun episodes on the on the on the build up to the the C word Christmas that is day before you chirp in, and this indeed I believe was one of them. So if you guys want to say your goodbyes, um, yeah, really enjoyed it tonight, guys. I, I apologise if there was a little bit of an internet issue, sort of three quarters of the way through, give or take. I always love the random episodes where Ad sort of puts his thinking hat on and thinks, right, you know, I'm going to just do a, a, a few sort of random questions and a few what the fudges. It's great to have Dave on. You know, you know, me and Adam have said before, we love having guests on our podcast. So Dave sort of stepped in again and he, he isn't really a guest as he's sort of, he's sort of a, a host almost now. So yeah, love to have Dave on and uh, look forward to the next time. Indeed, indeed, Dave. And if you want to join us any time over the next couple of weeks, we're recording two a week for the next two weeks and then one the week after in mid-December if you want to join us for one of those episodes you're more than welcome yeah I may well do yeah thanks it's it's good it's good to get on good to have a laugh but to demonstrate my vast knowledge of all things <laughs> yeah. no it's it's, it's good. good see if you, if you just said that without laughing or with a space, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been believable but that's it I don't all my that... brain my brain doesn't have space for trivia unfortunately <laughs> as you well know it doesn't have it doesn't have space for an awful lot in my experience. Not a lot seems to get stored there. And on that bombshell, thank you for listening and goodbye.